seriously popular. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In January 2023, Constance Martin and her boyfriend, Mark Gordon, disappeared and went on the run with their newborn baby, Victoria. A nationwide search resulted in the sad discovery of Victoria's body, and the pair have now been charged with killing her, which they both deny. I'm Jack Hardy, a news reporter for the Daily Mail. I'll be in court every day, reporting the events as they happen. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheaton. Together, we'll take you behind the headlines, bringing you the evidence, witness statements and testimony from the Old Bailey in London. This is The Trial. Constance Martin and Mark Gordon. Today we're going to be bringing you up to date with what's been happening in London with the trial of Constance Martin and Mark Gordon who are charged in connection with the death of their baby daughter Victoria. Now it's been a slightly strange few days at the Old Bailey so we'll walk you through what's been happening since our last episode last Tuesday. Yeah, and in this episode, we'll hear more about that dramatic audio of the moment the couple were finally arrested after months on the run. And we'll hear from the witness who was so suspicious of the couple that he followed them in his car before he called the police. And we'll also bring you the evidence from the CCTV footage, which captured the couple in the hours before they were caught. Welcome to episode six. Where's the baby? Right, so Jack, for anyone who might have seen pictures of smoke billowing from somewhere near to the Old Bailey last week, they might be wondering what the heck was going on. Basically, the court was closed for a few days, so every trial, not just this one, came to a grinding halt. What actually happened? Yeah, so Caroline, this was on Wednesday morning last week. We were just preparing to get underway for the next day of evidence in court. And I was sitting, as I usually do, on the press bench when around 11.30am the entire room was just <laughs> plunged into darkness. Uh, you can imagine that's quite an alarming thing to happen in a building with security as strict as the Old Bailey. But uh, before long we were being evacuated from the building. When we actually got out of the Old Bailey, we could see smoke billowing out of the side of an adjoining structure and the fire brigade were soon on the scene. Now, what we later realised was that the electricity supply in the area had been badly damaged and it took several days to fix. 
So everything due to be taking place at the Old Bailey on Wednesday and Thursday last week and Friday was halted as the building was closed. OK, so let's start today with what the jury have been told about what Constance Martin and Mark Gordon were doing in the hours before they were arrested in Brighton on February the 27th last year, after weeks allegedly on the run. Now, Jack, we know they went onto the South Downs with Victoria on January the 8th. And after that, there were barely any sightings of them apart from a kind of handful of eyewitnesses who we've heard from. So there's effectively a gap in the CCTV coverage of them from January the 12th through to February the 20th. And by the time they're picked up again on the cameras, Mark Gordon is looking a lot worse in terms of his physical state. Yeah, that's right, Caroline. So the couple were picked up in the early hours of February the 20th in the grounds of Hollingbury Golf Course in Brighton. They were captured on security cameras there shortly after midnight. Now, in this footage, which was shown to the jury, Constance Martin can be seen holding the bag for life, which the prosecution say had been used to carry around baby Victoria over the sort of last few weeks. The footage also shows Mark Gordon walking with a limp and using a large wooden stick to help him move from place to place. In this first clip shown to the jury, they can be seen approaching a side door of the golf club and the prosecution say they then begin attempting to break in. So after allegedly trying to tamper with that door for a bit, Mark Gordon is then seen trying to use this large branch that he's carrying to force it open. He doesn't manage to get into the door and then they can be seen heading over to an area where the bins are kept. And over the course of the next hour or so, we see the couple apparently scavenging in the bins. Mark Gordon is seen rooting around in them first with Constance Martin sort of keeping watch. And they can be seen then taking some rubbish out of the bins, placing them in the bag for life. And they ultimately end up leaving a few hours later laden with several bags and some cardboard boxes. So when the prosecution made their opening statement at the start of the trial back in January, Tom Little Casey said this footage showed that Constance Martin and Mark Gordon were by now so cold and so hungry, they were trying to break into the golf club to find shelter and they were scavenging for food from the bins. So then there's another smaller jump in the timeline as the prosecution took the jury to February the 27th. Now, the couple had visited a corner shop on Hollingbury Place in Brighton where it's alleged that Constance Martin initially tried to shoplift some food. And, Jack, what we could see in court was the CCTV footage taken just before 9pm. Yeah, so the footage appeared to show Constance Martin entering an aisle in the shop, picking up a tin of food from one of the shelves and then attempting to tuck it into the pocket of her puffer jacket. But instead of it nestling in her pocket, it actually falls out onto the floor now, at this point, she can be seen quickly picking it up, putting it back on the shelf and then walking out of the shop. So the footage then shows Constance Martin heading outside of the shop where she begins making the first of a series of cash withdrawals from the ATM. She hands the cash over to Mark Gordon, who's standing nearby. He then goes into the shop and uses some of the cash to buy several bags of food and drinks while Constance Martin waits outside. So it was while all this was unfolding that a man called Dale Cooley was sitting in a parked car nearby. Now, he spotted Constance Martin and Mark Gordon, and Caroline, this effectively set in motion the chain of events that led to their arrest. Yeah, so this is key. Mr Cooley had just popped out from his home nearby to go to a couple of shops, and he was sitting in his car facing towards the shop, which was called Mulberry's. Now, he said he started to get suspicious when Mark Gordon emerged and returned to where Constance Martin was standing. He gave a witness statement, which was read to the court, and it's been voiced here by an actor. My eye was drawn to the man because he was carrying a massive stick and had one foot wrapped in a plastic bag. 
I immediately thought this was very strange and thought he looked very out of place. I then thought the male looked familiar and remembered a thing about a missing couple in the news recently. So he stayed sitting in his car initially and he pulled up an article on his phone from the local newspaper and looked at the pictures which had been issued by the police of the couple. Then he started to watch the couple more closely outside the shop. Seeing the photo furthered my suspicions as the descriptions matched up, especially that of the male. The male handed the female what I assumed was a bank card. I couldn't see what the male was doing inside Mulberry's. At around 9.10, the female walked around the side of Mulberry's and seemed to crouch down behind a parked car and put on a beige puffer coat. The male and female then began to walk west. So by this point, Mr Cooley begins to think that he needs to do something and he decided to follow them in his car. And we heard he trailed them for around 20 minutes. Then he said he got out of the car and walked past them on foot so he could get a better look at them and he even found an excuse to talk to them. I said to them, is this Stan Mavillas? But both continued to face away from me and didn't acknowledge the question. I asked the question again and the male replied with a gruff tone in a northern accent, we don't know. Not giving up, Mr Cooley then spotted a paramedics car nearby and he asked them what he should do. They told him to ring 999 and that is what he did. And then he parked his car nearby so he could keep an eye on them and not spook them. When the police arrived, he pointed them out to the officers and watched as they approached, at which point he said he heard a lot of commotion. So now we should remind you here about what happened next and bring you some of the footage again which was shown to the jury last week. This footage was taken from the body cam worn by the police officers who arrived at the scene at around 9.30 that night to arrest the couple after Mr Cooley's 999 call. In this first clip from the body cam, the officer can be heard arriving at the scene. As you'll hear, at the point at which they were stopped, Mark Gordon was still walking with a large stick and it was this that initially caused concern for the arresting officers. Hello. Sorry, mate. You stop for a second. Stop for a while. Well, I need to speak to you. Well, because potentially I think you may have been in national news. Put the, put the stick down. Drop it now. Put the stick down and I'll explain. Put the stick. Let go of the stick. The stick in your hand. Let go of the stick. Let go of the stick. Because at the moment, I'm potentially going to be a weapon. And oh. if you're who I believe you might be, you might have quite a good reason to get away from me. Put it down. What? Put the stick down. What? One, no one. What's the offence they're waiting for? To you. What? Right, but just. What? What? Oh, give me a second. Just give me a second. Right, right. No, we can put your shopping it. down. Sorry, I'm just going to drink. No, right, no, no. no. Right, at this moment in time, until I can confirm who you are, you're both under arrest on suspicion of child neglect. You don't have to say anything, but it may harm your defence. If you don't mention when questioned, something's not in court, anything you think you're giving in. Do you ever understand? Do you have any idea on you? You have no idea on you? No. Right, okay. Do you have any idea on you, my friend? <laughs> What's your name? Arabella. <coughs> Just read some more information. So at the moment, because you're under arrest, child, they're not going to put your hands right. Let me eat. Let me eat. Oh, let, let you. Food. Right, at the moment, put you. Put the stuff down. We're going to put you in cuffs. Uh, and then we will talk about you eating. Uh, 
Now, just to describe what you've heard there, that's the officer called Sergeant Robert Button, and he approaches Constance Martin and Mark Gordon from behind and asks them to stop. He explains that the stop is related to the fact the couple have potentially been on the national news. What I think is a bit less audible is Mark Gordon's reply. He says... I'm not on national news. He then tells the police officers, get your hands off me. And as they try to persuade him to put his stick down, you can hear him repeatedly saying, why? Now, as the clip progresses, you'll have heard the police start referring to some shopping. These are the shopping bags that we referenced earlier in the episode, which the couple had picked up from their trip to the corner shop. They're full of food and drink. So that footage was captured from the body-worn camera of Sergeant Button, who was called to give evidence about what happened that night. Now, he was questioned in court by Tom Little KC for the prosecution about what he saw when he first approached the couple. Their exchange here has been voiced by actors. Can you help us with Constance Martin as to her condition? She had what appeared to be furniture stuffing. So you imagine the inside of a sofa like a spongy material between each layer of clothing, which appeared to act as insulation. What about the smell? She smelled unclean, unwashed. Certain people have dealt with in the past. Members of a street community have a certain stale smell after a period of not washing, and that was the smell coming from Martin. What about Mark Gordon? Very similar. The smell was quite a distinctive odour. So then the jury were played the body cam footage captured by Sergeant Button before the prosecution called one of his colleagues who arrived next on the scene, PC Matthew Colburn. You may remember hearing PC Colburn's voice from the body cam footage as he was heard pleading with Mark Gordon to tell them where the missing baby is. Instead of answering, Mark Gordon just demanded food and drink. Here's a reminder. Where's your child, my friend? Where's the child? Where's my food, please? In a minute, where's your child? Where's your child? In a minute. Where's your child? Where's your child? In a minute. Where's your child? Not on the moment. What are you grabbing me for? Where's your child? Is that aggression necessary? He's not being aggressive. Of course you are. I'm not doing anything with family. Where's the child? I want food. We want to know where the child is. Is the child alive? I want food, please. Is your child alive? Where's the child? Where's the child? Chicken. Chicken, right? No, with mayonnaise, please. With mayonnaise? We're not going to be able to like give you an entire meal. So PC Colburn was then called to give evidence. What was your priority in terms of what you were trying to find out? The missing child. At that stage, did you know if the child was dead or alive? No idea. Did you know where the child was? 
No idea. So in the footage that the jury have watched of that body cam, Mark Gordon is repeatedly seen demanding food and drink. Now, police eventually do relent and they pour him a glass of ginger beer. This is from a bottle of ginger beer that's taken from one of their shopping bags. So in the footage, PC Colburn offers Mark Gordon some chicken from a packet that was in the bag. But Mark Gordon wants more and asks for it with mayonnaise. The officer explains he can't give him an entire meal, but Mark Gordon refuses the chicken slice. PC Colburn explains that they can't make him a sandwich because they need to find the child. They tell him that finding the child is important, to which Mark Gordon replies, my food's important. By our count, Jack, over the course of several minutes that evening last February, Mark Gordon asks for food or drink or something to eat on more than 50 occasions. And in court, PC Colborne was asked more questions about this. It's not standard practice to give food and soft drinks to someone you've just arrested, is it? No. Why did you decide to do so? I quickly came to the realisation that potentially not eaten for days, weeks or even months. And from my perspective, it was the humane thing to do. Now, we should say here, Jack, that the footage we've been able to play you is not the entire footage that was played to the court. And in fact, what we know is that questioning of Mark Gordon captured on the body cam went on for a longer period of time than we've been able to show you. And it was played in full to the court. At one point in the footage, he can be heard yelling, love you, babe, to Constance Martin. And she replies, I love you. Mark Gordon then says, be good. I love you forever. Mark Gordon then goes on to question why he's being arrested in public and suggests the police are trying to humiliate him. He later says, I'm not going to do anything until I get my food. At one stage, the jury even heard audio of Mark Gordon eating crisps from an open packet on the ground while he was handcuffed. So while all this is going on, PC Colborne can be heard telling colleagues in the footage that they'd gone through the shopping bags, but they'd been unable to find any evidence of items used for childcare, such as nappies or wipes. And at another point, PC Colborne asks Mark Gordon, your child is dead? Mark Gordon appears to reply, yeah. The officer then tries to clarify by asking again, your child is dead? To which Mark Gordon replies, the crisps are really good. Later on, the officer tells Mark Gordon, your food is not the biggest deal here. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
Before the break, we heard about the moment Mark Gordon was stopped by police and asked repeatedly where his baby daughter was. We then heard about the first time police had the chance to ask Constance Martin where Victoria is. This happened outside in the streets in Brighton, and as you'll hear, officers repeatedly asked her to tell them where the baby was. You'll hear Constance Martin initially tells police her name is Arabella. By now, she is wearing a hat and a scarf tied around it, and she also appears to shout out to Mark Gordon at one point, calling him Daddy Bear. Where's the child? Look at the photo on the Where's the child, madam? Where is the child, please? Daddy Bear. Look at me. Constance. Constance, Arabella, wherever you are. All right, where's your child? Have we searched her? Soon you tell her. This isn't at the front, is it? I've just asked. I'm going to undo it now. Yes, I've just... I'll level with you. You're under arrest for child neglect. Where is your child? Where's 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 your child? Now, despite the pleas of the officers, including the officer saying he's going to send a dog into the woods to try to find Victoria, she doesn't give them any more information. We were also, Jack, shown the moment the two defendants were arrested on suspicion of further offences. So first, Constance Martin is here being told by Sergeant Button that in addition to being arrested for child neglect, she's also being arrested on suspicion of concealment of the birth of a child and endangering the life of a child. As you'll be able to hear, Constance Martin tells the officers she doesn't think hiding a pregnancy is an arrestable offence. Constance... At the moment, you're under arrest for child neglect, the birth of a child, and the 4th of the 1st, 2023. You are under arrest for concealment of the birth of a child. And section, 20, section 27, Offence Against the Person Act, expose a child under the age of two years, whereas by life or health to be endangered. Do you understand what you've been arrested for? Right. Okay, well, they are the offences that I've arrested you on suspicion of. The necessity for your arrest is protect from a person and prevent disappearance. Do you understand that you've been arrested? Now, Jack, what happened next is Constance Martin was interviewed again in the back of a police car. Now, this is known as an emergency interview and it actually happens quite rarely, but it did happen in this case. Yeah, that's right, Caroline. So, as many of you will be aware, if you're arrested, then you're entitled to certain rights. You have the right to free independent legal advice and to tell someone where you are, for example. Now, one of the only times that police are allowed to break from this is with a so-called urgent interview. An urgent interview or an emergency interview can be carried out by police if officers have reason to believe that the delay that would be caused by taking someone back to the police station and going through this usual formality would likely lead to interference with or physical harm to other people, which, in this context, means they were worried that any delay could put the baby's life at risk. So police tried to stage these emergency interviews on two separate occasions with Constance Martin and we were shown clips of them in court. There were two clips. One was filmed in the back of a police car where she can be seen sitting with two officers while the other took place a bit later while she was in a custody cell. Neither of the clips played in court lasted much longer than a minute. In the first emergency interview, she is pressed on the whereabouts of the baby but she says nothing. We then see her in her cell where she is sitting on the bed with a hood pulled up and a hat covering around half her face. Again, she says nothing when asked about her child, and they terminate the interview. 
So before we finish for today, we should remind you that Constance Martin and Mark Gordon deny manslaughter by gross negligence. They also deny perverting the course of justice, concealing the birth of a child, child cruelty, and causing or allowing the death of a child. We will be back later this week with more updates from the trial. In the meantime, you can follow us on X at the trial podcast or contact us the trial at mailmetromedia.co.uk. You can leave a comment on Spotify or even send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 07796 657 512. Start your message with the word trial. See you then. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Our hit series, Everything I Know About Me, is back for a brand new season. And this time, our guest needs no introduction. Of course you find me, Darren! But here's one anyway. Hi, I'm Gemma Collins, and this is everything I know about me. If you think you know all about Gemma Collins, think again. Because this is the GC as you've never heard her before. It's been exhausting. Unashamed. And I was really heartbroken because I was pregnant. And he was having an affair. Unfiltered. I have had an operation as well years ago. I have a designer vagina. Yeah, baby. I don't have camel toe. Unbelievable. And then they advised me, you need to have a termination. And, uh, yeah, I remember that being really stressful. Everything I Know About Me with Gemma Collins is out this Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.